This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Massive Late Fee. Uh, my name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing this week, Mike? Uh, not too bad. How about yourself? Good, good. High energy week, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week. Um. You know, Carol and I have started watching this new show. And I'm almost embarrassed to say what it is. <laughs> on um, we got that uh, that Paramount Plus, formerly uh, CBS All Access or whatever. Yeah. And we've been watching a reality dating show called "Are You the One?" Huh. The conceit of this show is they do like a like a matchmaking thing. They get 10 girls and 10 guys, and they all live in a house together because that's all those shows. They live in a house together. And um, they don't know who their perfect match is, but if they find their perfect match, then at the end they win a million dollars. That's not bad. All you need to do is find your perfect match, and then you uh, win a million dollars? Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like um like a skanky mystery. Wasn't there a show like that? Um like something island where like everyone had like VD and stuff? Well, I know there Tempta- was Temptation Island, maybe. Yeah, Temptation Island or Love Island. There's I know there's there's um there's I think both I think those are two different shows. But I think both those shows existed, Temptation Island and Love Island. Hmm. I'm not really sure. I remember, I think Temptation Island was on Fox, I, I want to say. Um, and because I remember when it came out, like The Bachelor had come out and it was like supposed to be like really high, you know, classy like thing or whatever. And then Fox is like, Temptation Island. <laughs> let's get fucked. Um, let's see. Temptation Island. Yeah. 2001. It uh, was it Mark Wahlberg the host of that. That's right, Mark L. Wahlberg. Not to be confused with the uh, Hey, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Mark Wahlberg's voice. <clears throat> what? No. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Mark L. Wahlberg, uh, Fox from. Oh, oh my God! It's been rebooted. It's on USA now. Twenty nineteen till present. I didn't realize that USA was still around. I didn't either. I don't have. When are they going to reboot Silk Stockings? Right, exactly. Silk Stockings. Let's see. They were in Belize for the first season. I want to. I want to see. Let me see. Let's see if any of these couples are still together. Uh, they got engaged in the show and are still together as of March 2021. But they got engaged like they got engaged eight years ago. <laughs> So why are they not married yet? Someone has got commitment issues. Um, That is Javin Butler and Cherie Ligons. 
Don't know. Um, let's see. That's but that's season four. They don't start with season one for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. I never watched this one, but uh, looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all sound kind of bad. But yeah, I uh, we're we're into this. Uh, are you the one? If you if you're a fan out there of trash TV, <laughs> give it a shot on uh, that. Yeah, I mean, if you have uh, Paramount Plus, that means you can watch the Detroiters. I I basically have just had Paramount Plus for like three or four months now, just so I could rewatch the Detroiters. Oh, that's awesome! Because I, I haven't really found anything else in there I really like. Like, there's a show called Coyote with Michael Chiklets, but it, it wasn't very good from the first episode, so I'm not gonna keep it up. No, the Coyote was he uh, was he smuggling people across the border? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, someone's got to. Yeah, exactly. How about this reality dating show? Breaking up with Shannon Doherty. Ooh, isn't she like uh, ill or is she better now? I mean, I don't, I don't know. She has breast cancer. I, I think she has stage four breast cancer. But this was a reality show on two thousand or in 2006. Ah, gotcha. In the series, actress, actress Shannon Doherty joins forces with people in a relationship peril who want to get out but just can't seem to do it on their own. So she breaks up like Mark McGrath oh. on Cameo. She... She helps them break up with people. Oh, that's that's weird because she was also like the only other thing I know of that she was on aside from the um uh you know the nine hundred two and oh in Mallrats is uh mm-hmm. Fear was it what the hell is the show called? It wasn't Fear Factor. It was like some show on Sci Fi where it's like uh, you know they have like weird pranks. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. I know she was on Charmed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was on that Charmed show. I've never seen that. Let's see, Shannon Doherty filmography. Uh, come on. Why, why does it have a full separate page for her filmography? Come on. She was in The Secrets of Nim. And the 1985 movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I remember that one. She was on Airwolf in 1987. Nice. Let's see. Remember Airwolf? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Jan Friedman or whatever the hell his name was. Um, No, Michael... Vincent is in there maybe maybe it is I don't know I don't know Father Murphy let's see Little House on the Prairie oh that's right she was in Little House on the Prairie oh yeah she was in Heather's the TV series and by oh yeah I mean I just discovered that I never I didn't know that you know what's weird is that she was on an episode of Airwolf like you said uh Jason Priestley was also on an episode of Airwolf nice oh it looks like she was in the reboot of uh, 90210 as well oh good for her I know eventually she freeze frame. Is that what you were thinking of? No, that's too. No, what the hell is this show? It was on sci-fi. It was like a, I could have sworn she was on it, but I cannot see that she was. Freaks and Geeks? No, I don't think she was on that one. That's a good one. It's not on sci-fi. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Was it like uh, Scream Queens or something? (laughs) Scare Tactics, I think. Oh, oh, I've heard of that one. I thought she was on there. Look, it even says it was hosted by her, but it's not on her IMDb page. <laughs> oh my god, she has distanced herself from scare tactics. And then Stephen Baldwin took over the role, and then Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I was gonna say I see Chase Tracy Morgan's on there. Lauren Ash uh, is on there. She's on. Um, uh, well, she was. They canceled the show now, but she was on a show called Superstore. 
She's very funny. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's funny that's that's not on their IMDb, IMDb page. I'm, I'm holding, uh, I'm holding their feet to the fire here. Yeah, exactly. I oh, want it's, it's part of the, oh, it's part of the sci-fi original programming. Like you know, on Wikipedia, how they have stuff at the bottom like connected. Mm-hmm. This is like the fucking biggest shit show I've ever seen in my entire life. Their original programming from sci-fi. Oh yeah. Wow, it's so bad. Sci-fi original programming. Have you ever gone back and looked at the the history of like some some cable channels? Like I, I've looked at the the history of like uh, Comedy Central programming. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because like Comedy Central for a, a very brief period seemed like it had a pretty good thing going on, mm-hmm. and it didn't. Right. Um. If I I could be wrong, I need to click this, but they might be doing a series about Chucky. The murderous style yeah. Chucky? Yeah, the child play Chucky. Yep, that's uh that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a series, I assume, about uh Chucky. Wow. So, you know, that's because we have we we haven't answered all the questions we need to about a doll that comes to life. Right. I mean, like <laughs> it's a very simple story about a professional thief and murderer who just happens to to know some fucking uh voodoo rituals and puts his soul his immortal soul into the body of a good guy doll yeah i mean you know why try to why try to make that complex you know i I guess the guy who does the voice of chucky apparently his someone with the same last name as him is also in that so i don't know if it's like his wife or what but that's Mm kind of funny the uh the Chucky nepotism knows no end. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, Devin Sawa's in this. <laughs> Devin Sawa. Oh, poor Devin Sawa. And, and Jennifer Tilly. Well, yeah, Je- I, Jennifer Tilly's got to have so much money, right? Because she was married to Sam Simon. I don't know. Well, she was yeah. mar- she was married to Sam. They Simon. were divorced though. Yeah. Well, I assume that she got money in that divorce because he he made like he was very very wealthy from The Simpsons. Yeah. So I, I would assume she's got a ton of money. She da- she's dating yeah. uh, Phil Locke, the Unabomber. Now she's still. Da- I mean, she's been dating him for like twenty years, maybe now. Oh, Speaking yeah. of uh, long engagements, I yeah. mean, if they want to get married, you know, whatever. Yeah, apparently they're they're not going to get married. I guess, but uh, but yeah, they've been together for a long time. Wow, that's a good guess. I'm going through some of these old Comedy Central shows. Uh, I, that's my bush. Loved that one. I was I was telling my wife on the other day. I, I wish I could find that somewhere. That was a great show. Yeah, it was. The Higgins Boys and Gruber. What the fuck is this? Oh, okay. It's it's uh, from Joel Hodgson, uh, creator of Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, because uh, I know you like that, but I mean, uh, do something else. Yeah. Apparently, the cast of the Kids in the Hall guest started in one episode. Hmm. The entire cast. Apparently. Nice. Um, let's see. I remember see like I'm I I, I don't need to look for it because I remember it, but uh there was a series with with Julie Julie Brown, I think, uh called Strip Mall that they used to do. Yeah uh was it Julie Brown or Ju- Judy Tenuta? I think it was Julie Brown. I think Judy Tenuta was on there and oh what the like, the name of the guy, Chris Wilde, I think was on there as well. Yes, yes, that's right. I kinda remember and I think he was on something else. Wow, I got, and I mean they had some good shows, Strange as Candy, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Julie Brown, Victoria Jackson, Jim O'Hare, uh Bob Core, 
Juan Vidal, Amy Hill, Tim Bagley, Jonathan Mangum, uh, you know, uh, what's his name's buddy, and Chris Wilde, yeah, and Allison Dunbar. Oh yeah, you're right. It is Julie Brown. Yeah, I was I was very I liked that show a lot. I don't know why, but it was just it was weird, but and funny. You know, I didn't realize here, um, and I'm just reading because it mentions that's my bush. It's a that's my bush was canceled in June of 2001. I always just assumed it was canceled after 9/11. Yeah, me too. But it says you know due to costs, which I mean, I mean, I don't think Comedy Central really pays anyone anything. You know, I mean, aside from like maybe like uh, John Stewart at some point, and I think the people from right. South Park make some decent cash. But yeah, yeah, I, that's my bush. I really loved it. It was like a nice send up of uh, sitcoms. Mike, do you think that it's possible? The Comedy Central knew about nine eleven. Um, probably C- not. Comedy Central did nine eleven. That's why they canceled. That if, I was, if I was going to uh, uh, accuse anyone of uh, you know having some uh, you know under the hat super intelligence, it's not Comedy Central. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, all the networks out there, if there's any like insidious one, it's probably going to be PBS. They have like the smart people on there, right? Right. Yeah, Comedy no Central. One would see it coming. Comedy Central did green light. I'm with Busey. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That show. What was that guy's name? Adam something from I'm with Busey. Uh, Adam Corolla. I don't think so. No. Um, Adam uh, De La Pena. He was. Uh, let's. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Crank Yankers, The Man Show. I saw they're uh, coming out with a, a new season of uh, Crank Yankers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't either. Like, why don't why don't the Jerky Boys just come back and do a, a, do a, a cassette tape? I don't, think the, I don't think the Jerky Boys get along anymore. Oh, no, they don't. I think uh, the one guy is on, like, uh, you know, he's on um, Family Guy, Johnny something. Johnny Cakes. <sighs> I don't remember his real name, but the other guy, I, I don't think they really get along. Wow, that sucks. The Egyptian. I guess magician. one of them had. Uh, I guess one of them had those uh, baloney tits. <laughs> hey, chisel chest. Johnny Brennan. That's what it is. You know, I, I guess it doesn't make sense. I say I'm surprised that uh, Johnny Brennan never like did anything with Kevin Smith, but I, I thought he was from Jersey. I guess they're from Queens. Okay. You know what doesn't make sense, Mike? What doesn't make sense What's is that? that we lived in an era in the '90s where two guys could make prank phone calls to people, record them on video cassette tapes, distribute those video cassette tapes, and Probably then not video cassette tapes. Or whatever. I mean no audio cassette tapes. And then and then they got a movie made. They fucking Hollywood greenlit a movie for two guys whose claim to fame was distributing t- uh tapes of them making prank phone calls. Yeah. And it's a terrible movie. I mean, I, I was, again, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, like uh, prank phone calls, I don't even think the Jerky Boys are the best. I think Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show probably mm-hmm. has some of the best prank calls I've ever heard. They're ridiculous. They're creative. They're either super offensive or super, like, you know, lighthearted. He, he's he's the best, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the, the Jerky Boys were always just like, oh, let's do some silly characters. And there's, right. there's, and then lean hard into like stereotypes as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like like the Egyptian magician and like Saul Rosenberg and and all that stuff. Yeah, it's ve- it was very on the nose. 
great. Yeah, if you're a connoisseur of uh, crank phone calls. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I've never found them to be that interesting. But I mean, I mean, I listened to it. I thought it was funny when I was younger. But I mean, yeah, like uh, Richard Christie, I think, is the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I was, you know, fucking uh, nine or whatever, <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I never, I was never that into Crank Yankers. Did you watch that show? No, not really. Yeah, I didn't either. I like I caught an episode here and there. Speaking of John Stewart, that's one of his, the one of what I think is one of his uh, best lines ever. He went on Crossfire, and uh, Tucker Carlson was trying to to like lecture him on his uh, like political responsibility or whatever when he interviews people and John Stewart just like finally gets so frustrated. He just screams the show that leads into our show is puppets making prank phone calls. Do you think we're doing like, you know, grand, like uh journalistic integrity here? Uh, uh, sorry. He's had a big sneezing fit. No, that's okay. I feel that's a bit disingenuous because uh, John Stewart always kind of wanted the credit for being like a serious commentator, but like as soon as anybody like you know, you know, attacked his credibility, he's like, "Oh well, that's just a comedy show." Yeah, I did. I do think that he leaned a little hard on that sometimes. I I always looked at him as like um, Mark Twain. Like that's that's why I think like you know he was like or Will Rogers, somebody like that. You know, like that that to me was his milieu. Um, I'm not Edward R. Murrow necessarily. I mean, it's I mean, it's like he was writing it either entirely, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of good. Uh, It'd be like uh, Johnny Carson taking credit for all the uh, you know monologue, <laughs> right? Johnny Carson. Here's a great uh, thing I, I found from the uh, Jerky Boys Wikipedia. Okay. In 2000, tension between the two developed. The duo appeared in the psychopathic records film Big Money Hustlers. That's ICP, by the way. But because Brendan and Ahmed were unable to get along with each other, they did not share any scenes in the film. Oh, my God. They got the Jerky Boys, but the Jerky Boys didn't appear yeah. together in the film. We only had a Jerky Boy at a time. <laughs> Brendan played a supporting role as the police chief, and Ahmed appeared in a cameo as Frank Kissel, an audience member at the strip club. By the end of the year, Ahmed passed a note down to the manager who passed it to Britain. Ahmed had decided to quit the group. Oh, no. It's like it was 2000 and like ICP's like, oh, you know, we should get for this one. The Jerky Boys. Right. That's funny. And the other thing is funny is that he he decides to break up with his partner via middle school note passing. Right. <laughs> Do I like being in the Jerky Boys? Yes. No, maybe. No. Oh my goodness, the Jerky Boys! And you said one of them is on Family Guy now. Yeah, um, he does Mort, uh, Johnny Brent. If you think about it, the yeah. voice is very similar to Saul Rosenberg. Actually, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot. He of sense. He does other various jokes or various other um, voices. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, Family Guy! Is that show any good anymore? You know, I haven't really watched it in a long time, so yeah. I'm assuming it's, I mean, I I don't know. It's just an odd show, I feel. I think season three was their best season. There's one season, I don't know which one it is, where they, um, they I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but it's hilarious. They have like the cast of Star Trek The Next yes. Generation on there. Yes. That was really, and there's also the one where, I don't think it's the same episode, 
Oh, we're coming up with the 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 Handy Quacks. It's like a animated cartoon series about some uh, handicapped ducks. Yeah, those two are my favorite episodes. I don't know where they're from, but I mean, other than that, it's it's okay. Yeah, that Handy Quacks episode is especially funny because you can tell, like, even though you know we're not uh, writers for sitcoms or whatever or cartoon shows, you can tell like what they're doing's very inside, you know, and stuff. They like uh you know, uh Meg is not doing very good at, at pitching ideas and they, they go off into the room and it's like, uh, <laughs> like they're whispering about her but whispering about her super loud so that she can hear. And it's like that's definitely happened somewhere. You know, uh Johnny uh John G. Brennan in uh Big Money Hustlers has fourth billing after violent J shaking too dope and one other person. I bet you will never guess who this is without looking it up. Okay, and it's a name that you know. So, obviously, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you five guesses. Okay, I'll give you two clues. They're a comedian. Okay, from Canada. Oh, okay, a comedian from Canada. It's ICP is top billed, obviously. Um, obviously, and then one of the and Rudy Ray Moore is after John Brennan, by the way. Oh wow, Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Um, I will say Canadian comedian, uh, Dave Coulier. Nope. There's one. Um, he's from America, you son of a bitch. Isn't he from Canada? I know he's no. Like, he's from he's from Michigan. He's from Gross Point. Oh, okay. I know. I knew he grew up in Michigan, but for some reason, I thought he was born in Canada. Yeah, a lot of people think that. I think it's because of his hockey jerseys and Full House. Yeah, and Coulier is kind of a like a French Canadian name. Yeah, plus he had like a uh, Wayne Gretzky style mullet for a long time. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, he's from Saint Clair Shores. Dave Coulier. A Canadian comedian. I'm going to assume it's not any of the kids in the hall. Um, nope. That's one guess, though. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, Marv, um, or not Marv, uh, uh, Eugene Levy. No. Okay. I know he's Canadian. Um, Big time. Uh, John, no, John, John Kenny's not Canadian. Is Dan, Dan he Ar- is. Is he? Okay. John Candy, then. Uh, he wasn't alive in 2000. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. This movie came out in 2000. He died in 1994. Um, he died after he had to be in Wagons East with uh, Matthew Perry. That's right. Uh, and not the Matthew... How, how, how sad is it that that's his last role? Yeah, I know. And not the Matthew Perry that explored uh, you know, the East. <laughs> that would have been better. Um, hmm... Canadian comedians. I'm trying to think of because uh, of uh, Jim Carrey. No, oh, he's not. Uh, he's not like the most famous comedian of all time. But some people would say he's a superstar. Okay. Well, I've my other guess was going to be Norm Macdonald, but obviously that's not that. Um, uh, superstar. So he's not Canadian. I know that. Um, trying to think who else is in that movie that's Canadian. Uh, shit. Or even the stand-up comedian. That's you know, and there's only like a couple in there, if not only one. Um, hmm. Tom Green. No, close though. It's Harlan Williams. Oh, Harlan Williams. Yeah, he's in Superstar. He's like the the bad boy or something. Yeah. Oh, he's also in a movie with Tom Green. He's in Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, that's right. When Tom Tom Green's in Superstar too. 
Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. I didn't realize that. I forgot all about that. Um, he's also Harlan Williams is also in Dumb and Dumber. He's the one that pulls yeah, over. Yeah, who takes a drink? Yep. Yeah, yeah but near lip. Harlan Williams is a very interesting guy. He did like a stand-up special, like in the desert, all by himself. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. Yeah, I always kind of liked him. I like I've never really I've never heard his stand up and I've never um you know, I've never kind of like sought out any of his movies or anything like that, but every time I've seen him, uh I've always thought he was funny. Yeah, he's in uh I've heard about Cot podcast before. He's very good on there. Oh, I just I'm looking at his entry. Apparently he's uh cousins to the I don't know who this guy is in the Baronica ladies, but they're keyboardists. Oh, nice. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. A, a bare naked naked ladies connection is great. Didn't you ever? Uh, oh, you know what else he was in? He was in uh, Harlan Williams, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Down Periscope. Oh, was, yeah, I see here that he was in that with Kelsey Grammer. Uh, huh. Co- Colin and I, a uh, friend of the show, you've heard him before, guys. Col- Colin uh, and I went to. Went to see Down Periscope in the movie theater, probably because we just wanted to fuck around or whatever. And there's this there's this scene in there where they're supposed to be running silent or whatever, and this fat guy farts, and the camera pans as like a, I guess the smell drifts across to people, and everyone's making faces right and stuff. For some like the the audience was just cracking up. I have no idea why. Colin and I just looked at each other like, this is the fucking stupidest thing ever. And everyone is just breaking up. As soon as they stopped laughing, I don't know, like, Colin and I didn't say anything. It was just like like some sort of psychic connection between the two of us. But as soon as the audience started laughing, Colin and I both started laughing, in, like, very loud and obnoxiously <laughs> for a long time. And everyone turned to look at us like... Because we were like, yeah, this is what you sound like, you fucking morons. Right. I forgot he's in something about Mary, too. He's the uh, hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, the seven-minute yeah. after. No, not six. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He is so fucking funny. <laughs> he's he's really interesting person. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I uh, I I have to check out his stand up. I've been. It's very. It's it's very like over. It's 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 kind of both ridiculous and like vulgar at the same time. It's it's pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely into it. Harlan Williams has got my vote. Yeah. Oh, have you? Did you watch anything this week? Anything of of interest? Um, I watched the Detroiters, like almost all the episodes again. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if I saw anything that I've never seen before. Did you watch? I assume you were watching that Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America guy show. I haven't seen another episode of it yet. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were into that or not. I, I just can't. Now that I don't have to. Now that I don't have to review them uh, for the website anymore. It's like. I just can't. The WandaVision show, I was like, this will be interesting. And I, I found it pretty interesting. But this one, it's just like, 
it's just it's just punching and like people are going to be like oh like I'm a super soldier too and now oh, they didn't stop with Captain America ah. oh yeah that that reminds me I did watch something I started I watched uh, a lot of Escape from New York but I didn't watch all of it oh yeah they, uh, crash into the World Trade Center at the beginning of that movie yeah that's always fun. You know, I don't think George Bush allowed this one to happen, though, did he? I, I, I don't think so. I watch. I can't remember who the president is in that movie, but um, his daughter gets kidnapped or whatever. Um, I, uh, I had a film studies class uh, during September 11th, and the like. I think it was like the day or the day after 9/11 or the day after that, like two days after, we had that class, and we were scheduled to watch. Um, Escape from New York for our film studies class. And we still watched it. The professor was just like, the professor sent out an email and he told everybody, he's like, look, uh, at the beginning of this film, uh, you know, he crashes into the World Trade Center. It's like, you know, everything's already... Really, he, more, he more crashes onto. He doesn't really destroy it or anything. Right, yeah, it doesn't get destroyed. It's, I mean, it's already, like, deli- the whole thing's dilapidated. Um, But he's like, that's how the movie begins. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. You can leave now, and you don't have to write the paper. I'll just give you – everyone's going to get an A on this paper anyway. He's like, but, you know, I encourage anyone that wants to to, you know, to stay, watch, write the, write the paper on it and everything. He's like, but you don't have to if you don't want to. So that was, that was interesting that, that that occurred right after 9-11. Sure. Yeah, I feel that it was one of the movies that, like – I, I clearly it's it's much like like the like the band the Beatles. I'm not a big fan of them, but I can clearly see that they're very influential. Like Escape from New York, I can see it's influenced so many other things, you know. But I mean, it's like the actual. By that point, I've seen everything that it's influenced, and it's like it doesn't seem. It seems like oh, I've seen this before, but clearly, if I had seen it at the time, it would have been like you know the first time I'd seen such a thing. I I look at Escape from New York the same way as I as I look at Blade Runner, uh, and I, I like both these movies to me. I can make this statement about I can see they're good movies. I know exactly why they're good movies. I know, you know, like all the different, uh, you know, editorial and, and direction and cinematography, all the different things, all different parts, the acting and everything, all the different parts that are done well that make them good movies. But I don't like either of those movies. So I didn't dislike Escape from New York. It just like I said, it was kind of like, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it's just like Escape from New York's fine. It's just not super entertaining to me, and uh, Blade Runner even more so. It's just kind of like a it's sort of boring to me. But I can see why people like it. I can see why people both like like both those movies, and I can see why they're they're considered good movies. It's just not for me. And I like John Carpenter a lot. I like Kurt Russell a lot. I just you know I think that both of them have done better stuff, stuff I enjoy more anyway. Um, and I think they've done better stuff together, <laughs> stuff that I enjoy more together, like, um, you know, like The Thing. Yeah, The Thing is a great movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorites of uh, of John Carpenter's of all time, and Kurt Russell's. Did he do In the Mouth of Madness as well? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a great movie, but I like it. That's part of his, like... Um, trilogy of, yeah. like, Satan or whatever. Apocalypse trilogy or something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Right, here's a question from uh, Reddit. Uh, what fictional character deserves a spinoff the most? 
Oh my god! What fictional character across all of fiction yep. deserves a spinoff the most? Huh? You, you, yeah, it's a very interesting cool. question. Um, hey, these answers are fucking dumb so far. You know what? <laughs> I mean, you can't do it anymore. But you know who I always kind of wanted to see more of? Uh, who is that? Remember the movie Airheads? Yeah. Chris Farley plays a police officer. Yeah. I always kind of want to see a movie as, as like what well, that guy's life. Yeah. Like what's going on with that dude? What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. Think about it a little bit. I mean, uh, I mean, I like that show Futurama a lot. I'd, I'd love to see like a spinoff of basically any character from there. But sure. at the same time, I mean, maybe that's like what makes it magic is that I don't know that much about them, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, like that's the the um, the Han Solo thing. Like, you know, oh, here's where Han Solo got his uh, his vest and his gun. And his boots. It was really keeping me up at night. Right. And it's like part of the thing that's cool about Han Solo, if you think he's cool anyway, is that he's like a mysterious guy. Um, you know, and it doesn't like you don't need to know his whole backstory, you know, like the, the performance and the way it's written, you very much get in that first movie who this guy is right away. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, I don't know, like, I can't think of even like a character from like a Kevin Smith movie, you know, that would be, I mean, especially since Kevin, I, I think we talked about this uh, last week we were on because you uh, cut your hand off. Yeah. Um, very bad cut on my finger. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, we were talking about Kevin Smith. Like, he's now, like, trying to get in the NFT market or something like that. Yeah. Or he's trying to sell his uh, his new movie as an NFT. And I think we both kind of just agree at this point that I'm just uh, – he, the bad far outweighs the good at this point. I mean, he mm-hmm. seems interesting. You know, I like his, like, you know, Ask Kevin Smith, whatever that thing is called. I think it's just called Ask Kevin Smith. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much over his movies at this point. I, I can't imagine any iteration of a movie he might do that I'd pay money to go see. Yeah. I, we watched that Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and I was like, I was sort of like, I was cautiously optimistic about it because I was like, this, you know, it sounds like a good idea because there are so many reboots and everything now. Um, but man, that movie sucked so much. It was very bad and very like, you know, I mean, you could see every joke coming a mile away. Yeah, it's like Kevin Smith smoked the creativity out of himself or something. I don't I don't know exactly what happened, but it's not he doesn't have it anymore. And and I don't know if it's just we grew up, he never grew up. I don't I don't know. There's a I, I, he's just clearly, you know, pitching to the lowest common denominator and apparently it's enough to keep him, you know, sustained. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I he could be like, um, you know, like not necessarily like Tarantino, but like, I mean, a comedic version of it. Like the one thing. One I, thing I feel he's always been a better writer than a director. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But the one, but I don't know about that anymore. I mean, some, yeah, now he's pretty bad at both. But like, like or hate Tarantino's movies. The, the thing you can say about all of them is they're interesting. Like. He writes interesting movies. He comes up with interesting ideas. He puts thought into the things that he's writing. And 
Kevin Smith did that for a while, and now he really doesn't. Like, you can tell it's very, there is not thought put into, like, there was no thought put into that Jay and Silent Bob reboot, other than the idea of, hey, wouldn't it be cool to write the same movie, basically, or same, like, beat-by-beat plot points, because it's a reboot, but, you know, modernize it, and, you know, we'll, we'll put some some extra things in there and stuff like that. And then they came up with this, this idea, but it's like, it's the, it's all the simplest idea. It's the simplest jokes. And I mean, like one of the, one of the supposed funny, like little vignette scenes is a ripoff of, um, J- uh, Django Unchained where they're, where they're, you know, they go into the Ku Klux Klan thing. Right. And, uh, he directly just quotes, the um Glengarry Glen Ross fucking speech. Yeah, that was really bad. And it's like there is no thought put into that. Oh, this was funny in Django because it was like a comedic scene with with uh, Ku Klux Klan members. So we're gonna write another comedic scene with Ku Klux Klan members. Um, and instead of thinking of any smart dialogue to say, I will just uh completely rip off a speech from a better movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I I don't know. It's, I don't understand what's going on there. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I think we'd be remiss not to mention. Did you watch the Oscars yesterday? No. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I knew any of the movies that were involved. I don't know if I've seen any of the movies that were nominated. I do know that a lot of people were upset. I guess they moved the best actor category to the very last award, and uh, everyone was thinking it would be uh, Chadwick Bosman. Yeah. I'm not sure for what movie. Clearly, I mean, obviously not for like. Okay, what what are Black Panther's powers? Is he just like fast and strong, and he's got like razor sharp nails? Uh, he, he eats some kind of herb, and like it makes him. Nah. <laughs> it makes him. It makes him. Yeah, like he's freaking fast. He's he's like he can jump over stuff, and he's got a suit that's uh, made of vibranium too, so it's like indestructible. So he's like tough and fast and strong. That's it. Yeah. Cool. I believe he's <laughs> I believe he was nominated for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I'm not I know it wasn't for the uh the one thing. The Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. I mean but I mean people were upset, but I mean I'm sure they didn't even see that movie or the one that uh Anthony Hopkins was in, which I is the, the I don't father. even know what that was. The father. Was that about like a priest or I, I don't know. I, I like the the only reason I know that is because I read an article about who won the Oscars. <laughs> Yeah, I like looked at like a thing, and I know a lot of people on like social media were saying like, "Oh, it's, it wasn't that good." But I mean, I, I'm not a big Oscar fan because I never really watch any of those movies. It's a private industry award show, <laughs> you know. I didn't see that um, uh, Regina King like was at the intro. Oh yeah, I like Regina King. Yeah, uh, sister, right? Who, what's not to like? Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I guess Anthony Hopkins he gave an accept like he wasn't there because why the fuck would you go? He's 83. He, he he was in Wales and he he posted like a you know like an acceptance thing or whatever and he was like he said you know I did not expect this at all uh, I want to thank the Academy blah 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 and he mentioned Chadwick Boseman he was like you know I, you know he was a great talent that was taken from us and and all this stuff and people were like yeah cool but you know fuck you jeez now people were really upset. And I haven't seen either performance because I haven't seen either movie, so I can't say what I think. But at the same time, it's like, does it matter? I mean, really, does does it matter? 
you're going to remember the movies that you loved Chadwick Boseman and he did some great films. Like he was in some really good movies. Um, yeah. And uh, black Panther too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Anthony Hopkins is uh, you know, obviously a legendary actor. Um, oldest. I've only ever seen him in a movie where he's eating someone. <laughs> That's not true. I saw him in fracture. He was good in that. Wasn't he uh, having oral sex in French? What? I don't know. Eating somebody. I was working, working that way. Oh, no, I, uh, I've, I've seen him in a few different movies. Name two. Nixon. I want to say. Oh yeah. I think he was in that. And he was Nixon. I'm struggling to think of another one besides the two you mentioned. I mean, you didn't mention Silence of the Lambs uh, or any of its sequels in by name, but I knew what you were talking about. I know he was in The Remains of the Day. I've never seen go. it, though. Yeah, the Merchant Ivory uh, movie, right? No idea. They're just producers. They made, like, okay. uh, like has, they, they, they made, Merchant Ivory would make, like, um, those historic romance, like, epic type movies. Usually based on books, like the remains of the days, based on like uh, I think Howard's End is another one. I think you're right. Yeah, the remains of the day and Howard's End, and yeah, I don't know. I saw something on YouTube that I was meaning to tell you about, but now I don't remember what it was. It was somebody yelling at someone else for some reason, but I don't remember what now. There's a lot of that these days. Oh, yeah. People love yelling at other people. Well, I have to give a shout-out to my friend Jay, who started listening to the podcast. He's going in order, though, so he won't be, uh, he won't be hearing this for a while. Oh, my God. Jay. Yeah, I told him to, told I him hope, to skip the early episodes. But I, no. I hope you're still a fan by the time you get here, Jay. I'm guessing it won't be. He's not violent, Jay, right? Uh, no, he's not in the movie Big Money Hustlers with uh, Harlan Williams. I've never even heard of uh, of this movie. I unfortunately have. One of Matt's friends is a juggalo. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never been a big fan of... Uh, I don't think they're bad. I mean, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I just looked it up, though. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Ray... Like, getting Rudy Ray more gives me some uh, some some incentive to try to see this. No. It's not good. Sugar Bear, Shaggy, Two Dope, <laughs> a streetwise detective from San Francisco. Yeah, that sounds about correct. Oh, my God. He's supposed to take down Big Baby Sweets, Violent J, a notorious crime lord who controls the entirety of the city's criminal underworld. Wow. Watch out for this tough guy. This sounds really bad. Just a, a a streetwise detective named Sugar Bear <laughs> that's brought by the chief of police from San Francisco to New York. How does he even know? Like, he's world famous? I don't know. There's there's not going to be a lot of logic to this. There's a, on, on Wikipedia, there's a category on here that says impact. <laughs> Cast, production, soundtrack, impact. Big Money Hustle has debuted at number one on Billboard's top music videos chart. So? It's a movie. On, Jan- uh, okay. on January 23rd, 2009, the film achieved platinum certification. For what? Platinum? It's not a song. 
Play- I don't know. Maybe it's a video or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you remember? I don't know what it was called, but it was like in the late nineties, early two thousands, where like it was like a music video channel, but like you could like send money and they play the video you wanted to. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I bet they were on that. I don't know what it was called, but that was kind of crazy. <laughs> Listen to this: a follow up entitled "Big Money Rustless." Oh, isn't that like in the old west? <laughs> They can't feel me. Yeah, they've traveled in time. No, I think it is in the Old West. Be, oh, my God. Is it? Began filming in mid-January 2009 and concluded February 20th, 2009. Based in the Western genre, Big Money Rustless was released on DVD in 2010. The record label Magic Ninja Entertainment formed by Twisted in 2014 is named after a line. Which they delivered in the film. Wow. Very good. Uh, ICP announced that a sequel, Big Money Thrusters. Oh, no. It's being written. Is that in space? It's got to be. If if the, if Big Money Rustlers is just the exact same movie, but it takes place in the Old West, and Big Money Thrusters is the exact one, but it it's takes place a porno. in space. Oh my Stop, god. Stop or I will shoot. Oh, it's a porno. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Their writing was influenced by classic Western films, classic Warner Brothers cartoons, and the film Blazing Saddles. Oh my god. Racist, J- Jason Muse is in this one. You're a shock. He finally found a better director to work with. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Paul Anderson, but not that Paul Anderson. No? <laughs> not Paul W.S. Anderson. Is it Paul Thomas Anderson, then? Nope, it's Paul A-N-D-R-E-S-E-N. And there's a space between each word? I, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's just Violent J, but his uh, it's like his Alan Smithy pseudonym. Could be. Oh, Paul Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Right. I think Hugo Weaving's not going to be in the sequel to those, by the way. Good for him. He doesn't like anything. Yeah. Like I he, mean, he's probably he's probably got enough money to not have to do anything. He was in one of those Marvel movies, he's, and he's like, I fucking hate doing these things. And then uh, he talked. Was to, he Red Skull or someone who didn't have to uh, appear on film? That's correct. He was Red Skull. I think I actually read that somewhere. Um, let's see. Paul Anderson apparently does exist. He's 49. He's from Sydney, Australia. Of course. He's done the movies. Happy accident. Departed lounge. A Bollywood affair. The visitor and imaginary friend. Very good. So Paul Anderson talks like I'm from Asgard. (laughs) I know Hugo waving. I can't do an Australian accent. Like I, I, my, I was talking to my wife about it today. And I tried to say something in an Australian accent. I'm like, God damn, that sounds awful. <laughs> I cannot do it. But uh, that reminds me of uh, one of the funniest things I've ever heard, which is um, when uh, I can't remember who told the story, but when Phil Hartman auditioned for Saturday Night Live, he did the like he did the sit down part where like he's sitting down, he's talking to everybody, and and uh, Dennis Miller 
or Dennis Leary, I mean, it's like, uh, no, Dennis Miller says, hey, uh, babe. yeah, he's like, hey, hey, babe, I'm an asshole. Why should, why should we hire you? And he's like, I can do any accent, uh, name an accent, any accent in the world. I can do it. And he's like, uh, French. He goes, Ooh, I don't do French. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Cause I was thinking about, uh, the other day, like, uh, Phil Hartman actually. And I was thinking about like, how it was kind of like, how his career started was he went to the groundlings like to watch and then he just like I mean, like spontaneously stood up and like just started joining like the production. Yep. Can you imagine being a member of the groundlings? Like, oh, who's this asshole? And like ten years later, he's like the biggest comedian. Yeah, I know it's crazy because like he he invented something or whatever. And, like he was he was he did a lot of um, he was a uh, graphic artist. He did a lot of uh, record albums. Yeah, and he did and record like, album. He invented some kind of computer program or something like that. I'm not sure about that, but I know he did like some like recognizable like album covers. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he was like pretty well known. He was making good money for it too. And then like he's like, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I know it's crazy. And he was like, like uh, Lovitz would be like, uh, like you know, when he finally joined the Groundlings and everything, he's like, he's the only one of us that had money. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a car and his own place and stuff. Right. Oh. Uh, well, uh, that is, uh, that's all the time I've got for tonight, Mike. You got anything else you want sure. to tell people? Nope, that's all I got, too. All right, well, we will see you next time, then. Bye. We'll see you next time.